Hi everyone, welcome to Real Talk with Abigail. I'm your host, Abigail. Let's be real. Life has its ups and downs, and sometimes we don't take the time to really talk about it. So that's what I'm gonna do, talk about it. Join me and a different guest each week as we talk about faith, fun, and everything in between. So let's get started with today's episode. Welcome back to part two of this conversation about grief. I am here with my friends, Jeremy. Hey, good to be back. Ashley. Hi. And Chelsea. Hello. Last time we were talking about our group and how we come together and talk about losing a parent. We've all lost a parent. Let's go around the room again and just give everybody a brief reminder of our stories. Chelsea. I lost my mom in May of 2019 to ALS. And Ashley? I lost my father. It'll be 16 years on Valentine's Day to a heart attack. Jeremy? I lost my dad May 6th of 2015. And I lost my mom nine months ago to cancer. So let's jump back into this conversation And you guys are not going to want to miss out on this. We've got some really important things to talk about. God is here with us through so many things. And I think the things that got me through this stuff the most were God's word, people praying for me, and those that would be around me who weren't afraid to see me in my worst moments. I really want to encourage others on how to help people who have lost a loved one in a right kind of way. Yeah, I think that especially because up until May of last year, um, I probably said some really stupid things to people. And I remember like one, I went to a funeral and I was that person who compared losing my grandpa to this girl losing her dad. And now I realize that was a really dumb thing to say. So I think that just knowing now, like how to actually encourage people. I mean, my perspective on a lot of things has changed, but I know how to better encourage people as much as I don't want others to go through what we have all been through. It's been so helpful for me to know I'm not alone. That, like you said, Abigail, there are people who can see me in my raw moments and just, this is how I'm feeling right now. And I can express that to you guys and you actually get it. So if there's anyone that can say, I get that. I feel you. I can relate to that. It's you three. (laughs) I probably wouldn't accept that from anyone else. So just like finding people who truly get it, who you know you're going to get encouragement from. And then just having people who listen. I don't always need advice. I don't need to be fixed. And I can say this is how I'm feeling And that's okay. Everyone handles this differently. So while I talked about telling my doctor that I felt crazy, I'm not crazy. No one who is grieving is crazy. You are normal. 
and it's fine. <laughs> I feel like I just needed that reminder tonight. So thank you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of bouncing off of that. I remember early on in a really rough moment, I was really upset and I felt like nobody around me knew how to deal with me. And I called Jeremy, remembering that he told me to if I ever needed to talk about this. And he was like, if you ever need to just scream in the phone, I'm the person you can do that with because I have been there. And finding those people who truly understand really helps you get through this. And they're going to let you scream in the phone and there's not going to be a comment afterwards that's like, well, I felt better, but now I don't. Now I'm just angry again. <laughs> Why'd you do this to me? Thanks right. A lot. Thanks a lot. Don't call me again. <laughs> <laughs> we will always call you, Jeremy. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> but I think even kind of piggybacking off of that, um, you know, there was a situation that I was facing very recently and I didn't know who to go to and I texted our group and I'm like hey please be praying for me and I think I gave like a brief summary of what was happening and within minutes I just felt so much peace because every single one of you just responded I'm praying I'll be praying and I'm like that's all I needed I just needed to know that someone was there prayer goes so much further than oh I'm thinking of you I'm sorry I'm sorry you're feeling that way no prayer is really important and I think even just saying I'm praying for you goes further than well, let me know if you need anything. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's kind of a loaded statement because I need a lot of things that you probably can't help me with. <laughs> this is true. I know for me, it was a slightly different situation than you guys because I was a child. And uh, one thing that you need to be careful doing is you can't, sugarcoat what's going on to a child yeah they need to understand because it's going to happen again in their life it's that's not going to be the first time that they go through that and if you sugarcoat it it's just going to make it worse for them later on in their life and that was one thing because all the adults they walk around you like you're going to break at any moment nobody wants to comfort you because they don't want to upset you and that was the hardest part for me because again you just go back to that isolated feeling nobody understands what you're going through nobody will talk to you about it because you're your child and they think that you won't understand but you I mean you do you you know what's going on and to just have the adults kind of brush it off like it's no big deal does absolutely no good for those children yeah that's a really good point can i piggyback off of that for a second yeah like i've almost felt that way even though i'm not a child i feel like there's been a lot of people around me who don't talk about it with me or who kind of sugarcoat it or are afraid to talk about it with me 
that's honestly all you want sometimes. You just want to talk about it to somebody. And if it gets brought up or if, like, they think that they say something wrong, they're like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, and then they'll change the subject. But honestly, all you want in that moment is to be able to talk to somebody about it and just have them listen, you know, like hug you. Like you guys said, don't try to fix me and don't try to tell me that it's going to be okay because it's not. So how can people approach us with this subject without being afraid to? When Ashley lost her dad, the only thing that I knew at that point in time that I could do for her was just simply to be there to be around. One of the things that my wife struggled with when I lost my dad was that she didn't know what to do. And I kept telling her, just be around. Sometimes I need to talk about it. Sometimes I just need you in the room. Sometimes I need to be by myself and I'll let you know when that is. But I don't always know what I need either. That's me all the time. Same. <laughs> and that, that to me is, is one of the things like when you lose someone that close to you, you don't always know what you need. But to have somebody be there to know that you can call them, to know that you can, you know, unload on them and they're not going to comment back with some smart aleck response, although you know, I do that with you guys because I can, (laughs) but, but you know, you you have somebody there that you can trust and to be that trusting person is is huge. And just to be available is huge. Yeah. I know my husband's a fixer. So when I was probably, I mean, even now, but especially when I was in like a really dark place, he just wanted to fix everything. And Jeremy, I know that he talked to you after church a few times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I struggled to communicate with him because one, I didn't want to feel like I was always unloading on him mm-hmm. and putting this burden on him. And I don't think he would mind me saying this. He doesn't get it. Right. Um, You know, both of his parents are still living. So sometimes we would have trouble where I would talk to him about something and he would try to give advice. And I'm like, no, this isn't what I need right now. I just need you to listen. Uh, Something that goes right along with, with that is that it's good for you, Chelsea, to have another female to talk to as well. Yes. For me, I have guy friends that I can go, that I can talk to. Because sometimes even in a relationship, in a marriage um, or an engagement, Abigail, (laughs) sometimes it's difficult to talk with somebody, with a member of the opposite sex, just from the aspect that guys are guys and they communicate different than girls communicate with girls. Yeah. My husband is, he was very close with my mom, but he was kind of, he had the perspective of You know, I just want to remember her when she was healthy and I don't want to think about her being sick or I don't want to think about the fact that she's gone. And I'm like, how can you not? She's gone. 
So that was very frustrating for me when I would want to talk about it and I didn't feel like I was getting that reception from him because he didn't want to think about her being gone. Yeah. And he's in a different place than you are because he doesn't understand what you understand. Right. So, and then you got the whole guy girl thing going on, which, you know, again, is another aspect of things that doesn't help sometimes in those situations. Right. Yeah. It's very isolating for me when the only girl in my house is my little sister who special needs, who can't carry on a very good conversation. So for me, I feel like when I am going through things, it's harder to communicate to a guy than it is a girl. So I can totally relate to that. Absolutely. I know one thing that that can make a difference is, like, honestly, don't tell somebody that you'll be there for them unless you truly mean it. Because we're going to be able to kind of tell if it's just you saying, oh, you know, I'm here for you. Like, we can tell if you actually mean it or if you don't actually mean it. And by saying that and not meaning it, you're just kind of solidifying the fact that we're by ourselves. So if, you know, if you want to tell somebody you're going to be there for them, then actually mean that you're going to be there for them to talk to. Because, I mean, even if you don't understand what they're going through, just listen to them. Sometimes that's all we need. Yeah. And I think to add to that, you know, being that listener or that sounding board is not for everyone. So if you're not that person, that's okay too. Mm -hmm. But just being honest about that. Yeah, that's very much appreciated. If you're not the sounding board type, then don't offer to be a sounding board type. (laughs) Because you will be the sounding board. Yes. That's good. It takes a special person to be able to be the sounding board because you're going to listen to a bunch of things that normal people would be like, y'all are crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And that's not what you need at that time. You just, so it does take a special person in order to be able to sit there and listen and not make things worse. And I think that person has to be able to hear the hard and the ugly things and not freak out. Yeah. Because for me personally, I'm already freaking out. So then if you freak out on top of that, it just like adds giant explosion. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good way of describing it, Um, especially like for me. And I I really struggle with anxiety. So I'm already coming with anxiety. And then you add yours on top of me. And I just I can't handle it. Yeah. Another another thing that I would um, suggest is I know for me at one point I went to counseling um, to get a professional counselor to talk to. The counselor that I went to was in a Christian firm. And one, that really helped me because I could pretty much talk to anybody 
But to have somebody sit there with me and see things from another perspective that wasn't going to judge me because they don't know me really helped me. Okay. Now, counseling is one of those things that if you're not ready for it, don't do it. You have to be ready for it. Uh, Don't pressure somebody to go get counseling for the sake of going and getting counseling because if they're not ready, it's important that they be ready for that Uh, because that extra pressure for counseling is, again, like a lot of these other things, does not help the situation. It would almost be like another forced conversation. Yeah. And I actually went to my first professional counseling appointment um, the week of Thanksgiving. And I just felt like I was ready up until that point. I absolutely was not. But I was starting to see how, especially the anxiety that I was experiencing was transferring into several areas of my life. Mm -hmm. And it was really starting to have an impact. And so I went in thinking, oh, we're going to talk about my mom passing away and we're going to talk about my grief and like how to handle that specific situation. And I've only been to two appointments, but she's helping me with different tools to handle everything. And it's blown my mind how in two appointments she has given me these tools that have already been helpful. That's awesome. But until two appointments ago, I wouldn't have been in a place where I was ready to hear what she had to say, but I was ready to hear her and I have heard her. And it's, I mean, like I said, it's just blown my mind how in two appointments she's helped me. But like you said, Jeremy, she sees it from a different perspective. She's not judging me. Yep. And she has a way, an unbelievable way of hearing. I'm just like blabbing on and on and on and on for an hour. (laughs) But she hears what I say and she's like, well, what about this? How do you think you would feel if you did this? And I'm like, huh, I never thought of it like that. But she's been so helpful. But again, if you're not ready for that, don't go because it's not going to be helpful. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I actually went to counseling for a few weeks and it just, I wasn't ready for it. It wasn't helpful. And I think you just now opened my eyes that because I wasn't ready for it, that's why it wasn't helpful. Yeah. And I, I couldn't even imagine being just months out from losing my mom and going to counseling. I just, I knew that I probably would eventually, but I just wasn't ready. So I knew it wasn't going to be helpful. Yeah. And to be, you know, again, truly transparent here, that's one of the reasons why I feel God put this group together. You know, I knew all three of you. Now, you know, Abigail, you didn't necessarily know Ashley and Chelsea and You two didn't know her, but because you all know me and trust me that I'm aware of, (laughs) 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 but because, because I knew you wouldn't be ready, Abigail, and I knew you weren't ready, Charles. And of course, Ashley has been dealing with that 
you know, for 15 years, um, you know, it was a place where we could just talk, where it was non-threatening, where we get it, you know, a place where it doesn't matter what you say because what happens in group stays in group. Yeah. And that's, you know, one of the most important things I think that is cool about this because we can talk out loud, vent our frustrations, understand each other, and smile and be able to say, hey, we'll see you next time. It's a non-professional counseling session. Yeah. It really (laughs) really is. This group has been an essential part of my healing. Mm -hmm. I am nowhere near healed yet. But it has been an essential part of my healing journey. Me either. And how many years are you at, Ashley? Almost 16. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. We have really covered a lot of good topics. It's been real, guys. It's been real. (laughs) (laughs) I am so appreciative for you guys coming in for these two episodes and talking with me about all of these things that we've struggled with. They've been dark. And the worst thing you could possibly imagine has happened to all four of us. And having this community, having this ability to come together and to word vomit (laughs) when we're having a bad day, when we're dealing with that pain and that frustration, it's, it's a really beautiful thing. And for those listening... I really want to encourage you, if you are grieving, please reach out to somebody else who has grieved before. If you don't know somebody, message me. Because I want to help you. I want to talk about it. And I know everybody else in this room would be the same way. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's so important to find that connection with someone. You know, I think just like we have, you know, people that we watch movies with or we go to a sporting event with you know you have something in common with that person you don't go to a football game with someone who plays chess I mean maybe you do (laughs) but I don't know but find someone that unfortunately you have this in common with yeah and I think it will be so so helpful just to be able to talk and not be judged yeah. by what you say. Yeah. This is the club that nobody wants to be a part of. For sure. I will say though, like one thing that I've believed for a long time is that God puts you through certain situations for a certain reason. And I truly believe that unfortunately we had to go through these situations, but the reason we did is so that we can help other people who maybe are just now going through these situations or, you know, have went through these situations and they feel like nobody else understands. And I think, Ashley, you in particular can reach such a vulnerable age group. I mean, we were in, what, eighth grade? Yeah. So to be able to, unfortunately be able to reach those kids, that age group in this area. I mean, just like you wished you had someone that you could talk to at that age, I think you can be that person for a lot of kids. And I think that'll have a huge impact on their life. When you deal with things like this, it's absolutely an opportunity for ministry, a ministry for you to minister to others. Now, when you're going through it, 
and you know your first few years dealing with it you know your first holidays and we talked about all that it may not be the right time to minister to others but at some point god's going to give you an opportunity like he did with me i was there when ashley's dad died had no clue what to do but then it happened to me and then to watch your mom pass chelsea and then to watch what abigail went through there was a ministry there in this group that we're all ministering to each other this isn't i don't this isn't jeremy's group and i know i've told the three of you this uh this isn't my group i may lead it in some ways having some background in youth ministry as such but this isn't my group this is god's group and it's really cool how each of you minister to me, even as I was able to help put this together to help minister to you. So when you have loss or you have other things in your life, it doesn't have, even have to be loss of a loved one. You know, things happen in our lives that God can use. He can make beauty from ashes. Yes, he can. Mm-hmm. And... I think that is one of the huge possibilities that comes out of dealing with, you know, rough times in your life. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Jeremy. Grief is real. Being there for others who are grieving is really important. And if you have gone through grief, God's got you. And don't forget that there are others who have gone through the same thing and you are not alone. Thank you guys so much for coming in here and talking with me in these past two episodes. It has been a really good conversation. Well, thanks for inviting us in. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. If you liked what you heard, please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. You can find me at abigailtip10. Leave a comment or a DM and I would love to get back with you. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Have a blessed day, friends.